This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. In October of 1998, a Wyoming college student was beaten and left to die in a notorious hate crime that shocked the nation and launched a new era of activism. In 2019, Charlotte Master Corral presented the regional premiere of Considering Matthew Shepard, an oratorio that examines that event and its aftermath, but also provides hope for a way forward. The chorus brings this powerful work back this season for two performances, Saturday, February 12th at 7.30 p.m. at the Diane Wortham Theater in Asheville and Sunday the 13th at 2.30 p.m. at Covenant Presbyterian Church in Charlotte. Back in 2019, I spoke with the composer of this work, acclaimed choral conductor Craig Hella Johnson. He began by telling me about the work's namesake. Matthew Shepard was a young gay man uh, uh, going to school at the University of Wyoming. And uh, he was uh, had been to a meeting of the College Gay and Lesbian Association and had gone to a bar afterwards. Two men took him from this bar, took him out to the uh, country a few miles out and beat him mercilessly there uh, and tied him to a fence and left him there. He was on the fence for 18 hours and... Uh, found, discovered, brought to the hospital. Five days later, he died. And then his, as you mentioned, this became a world-known hate crime uh, and known his name really known around the world because of this act. Why did you feel compelled to write considering Matthew Shepard? What brought you to uh, express your feelings about it in this work? Well, certainly I, like so many people, were just pierced to hear this story. You know, it felt like a piercing in my heart, just uh, on its face value at first of all. Um, I'm a gay man, and so also this uh, story brought up all kinds of, you know, layers of emotions and triggered, you know, old fears. This is sort of the extreme version of what one feared as a, a gay man in terms of the animosity and hatred that people seem to feel and express, you know, from all parts of the culture, uh, especially even more so in 1998. Um, so this is sort of the extreme version of the expression of that. And so, you know, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it was something that at the moment just was a deep emotional response, but then eventually I really continued to had and continued to have this feeling like I wanted to respond in some way. And so the seed was planted. I thought maybe it's write a poem or write a song or, and it kind of grew in me for a long time and uh, kind of had a long uh, gestation period, really. Um, and I kept thinking it was just a passing thought. And, and then it just, over the years, uh, you know, kind of felt like a calling. I needed to respond. So finally, I made a decision to to enter this many years later. And, uh, yeah, I associated, you know, I, I had thoughts of, of could I compose a choral work? Could I, could I create a piece? You know, I was busy uh, often conducting the works of Bach, um, the the St. John Passion and the St. Uh, Matthew Passion of Johann Sebastian Bach, and these were works that were very close to me. Is there maybe a way I could create a, a passion setting for Matthew Shepard? So, you know, these were the thoughts that sort of um, were living in me and in response to this. Follow that up a little bit and describe in more detail the approach you take to telling the story and what musical influences and references are contained in it, because it's not just Bach that's an inspiration here. Right. I think the way that Bach really inspired me was just from the standpoint of 
you know, for example, in the St. Matthew Passion, um, it's a very difficult story, of course, uh, uh, story leading up to the crucifixion. And uh, but throughout this journey, there's, of course, the narrative, the narration that's told throughout. Um, but Bach provides moments, musical moments during the piece uh, to provide space for the listener, for reflection and response. And so that feels has that feeling like the listener is invited into this experience and acknowledges, you know, you may be feeling something here. You might be feeling sadness. You might need comfort. You might need a space to express anger. Um, And in Bach's case, these were with chorales and solo pieces, arias, um, that would step out of the story for a moment and provide this space. So that was a great... uh, help in, in guiding me and for this in this in this modern time um you know i, I was interested at one you know in, in how can this piece be of sort of reachable uh, for a very broad audience not just a classical music audience but i was interested both for the subject matter but also for the musical form this long form thing we call oratorio that that could be available for you know the person who uh, didn't even know what that word meant, you know, and hadn't heard it in their whole lives. I, I wanted this to be broad spectrum kind of uh, connection, however possible. And so the large work takes in all kinds of musical approaches and styles. A lot of us have very diverse things, whether it's, you know, classical music and country and blues and jazz. And, you know, we have a lot of eclectic musical taste, so people seem able to handle that. So there's choral polyphony in this piece, music that sounds like Gregorian chant. There's blues influence, influence of, of just simple songs, even a, a pop or indie song. And there's you know some pieces that feel like arias and they need sort of an operatic more approach dramatically. So it's been called many things, kind of a hybrid. Someone called it a fusion oratorio once. I rather like this sense of it, it uh, kind of being a question, is this a, a concert performance? Is it a musical theater? Is it opera? Is it song, song cycle? You know, um, for me, the whole thing is meant to be a kind of shared meditation with the audience who comes to participate in this and a real journey for them. So it's a listening meditation that begins with Matt's story, but ultimately invites the listener to ask questions of themselves. How do I participate in creating any kind of culture that isn't accepting and loving of the entire human family? You know, do I have any part in that? It kind of looks at those things for the listener. And at the end of the day, really, I mean, at the end of the piece, it's a real broad and sort of joyful statement of unity and sort of an invitation to return to that remembrance of who we are as a a connected human family, despite not only despite our differences, but it, because of them. There's a big, very joyful piece at the end called All of Us. The piece is not just about the sad story. It's really an invitation. And every time we have performed it, we leave with a sense of deep gratitude and, and connection. There's a wonderful sense of connectivity in the audience. And in, in fact, joy. You know, we, we feel a release in it because it's facing some things that we are very afraid to face. And when we do that together, it feels like 
there's great yield in that for all of us. You're perhaps best known as the founder and director of the Grammy-winning chorus Conspirare, and you've done a lot of innovative work with that ensemble, uh, similar to what you've described in your approach to uh, Matthew Shepard. So how did working with Conspirare prepare you to write this uh, contemporary fusion oratorio? Yeah, well, I feel like this piece was really born in the soil of Conspirare, for sure. I mean, this piece wouldn't be what it is without all of our years of exploration and discovery and experimentation and innovation and kind of musical dialogues that we have with each other. It's it's a beautiful group of musicians, just exquisite group. They're very gifted as solo artists who come together, uh, but they're also just great people and they're 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 brave and they're open hearted and I mean, the soloist, for example, I mean, each of the solo pieces was written with a very specific singer in mind at the beginning. It was, you know, so I had their voices uh, in my thinking and they were written for these specific singers as one example, but also kind of the, some of this exploration and experimentation we've done with crossing genres in some new ways where it feel we're trying to encourage the music from different periods to sort of be in dialogue with each other. Um, all of these kinds of things we've been playing with for, for some years feels like it was kind of the, the bed for Conspirari to you know, be uh, the originator of all this. What's been the most satisfying aspect for you of the success of considering Matthew Shepard? It's almost unspeakable for me. I mean, I don't know even how to speak to it in that the, the the sort of meaningfulness of this journey with this piece since it was premiered has been so profound in my life. And I, I think perhaps the most beautiful and meaningful is just the sense of connection, the sense of, you know, in performance, it's just like profound to kind of see the experiences of a performance and being used as a catalyst to open hearts and, it just feels like um, each time we perform it, it's, um, sort of, it sort of shifts the atmosphere somehow. And this, I, I find kind of to be uh, kind of a mystery. You know, I showed up and did something very personal. You know, I responded to this. And certainly in my heart had a big vision. I gave myself to it very fully and wholly. But never did I expect to experience the kind of uh, connectivity with others that that we've all had the experience of, of of having it's been extraordinary i mean a true joy and i feel so overjoyed and honored that it's being performed by this wonderful group in charlotte it's um it's a very very special thing to know this is happening that's choral conductor and composer craig hella johnson speaking with wdav's piedmont arts back in 2019 when charlotte master chorale presented the regional premiere of his work this weekend under the direction of dr kenny potter they bring back johnson's contemporary oratorio considering matthew shepherd saturday february 12th at 7:30 p.m at the diane wortham theater in Asheville and Sunday the 13th at 2.30 p.m. at Covenant Presbyterian Church in Charlotte. There's more information at the Piedmont Arts page at WDAV.org. For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez. Piedmont Arts is made possible by Quo Vadis and Ortho Carolina.